CES is next week, and to kick things off, we've got a preview of the robots you'll see at the Big Tech Show. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about some of the robots we'll see is our senior European correspondent, Katie Collins. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Roger. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well, so robots have often provided a big visual punch at previous CES shows. So how big a role do you expect them to play at CES this year, given the fact that it's all remote and we're covering all this virtually? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a challenge for companies, no matter what the product is that they're launching this year. And I think that that's going to extend to robots just as it will extend to anything else. Um, However, I still think that robots are going to be a really big part of this year's show. And the reason for that, I think, is that no matter what um, what the context, I think robots really capture people's imagination. Um, And uh, I, I know for me personally, they're often the most uh, exciting part of the show, but I think they are for other people as well. Um, and even though it's going to be much harder for them to kind of make an impression and actually show us what they can do beyond, you know, just seeing a picture of one, um, it's definitely, I think that they're still going to play a really important part in CES this year. So, you know, you, you've spent a lot of time checking out these robots at prior shows. I'm just curious to get your thoughts on whether or not the loss of that wow factor is there, but we're really viewing some of these robots via, you know, a Zoom conference screen or even just pictures of it. Like how impressive is that versus actually being there in person and checking out these robots and, and you know, firsthand? I think it's going to make a really big difference. Um, you know, I think the, the really exciting thing about robots, um, particularly at CES, um, and, you know, I know this is, works for me because I'm the I'm the one who's there and I'm kind of interacting with them. But I think, you know, telling our readers and our audience about it as well, you know, being able to say, oh, you know, this is what the robot uh, does when, you know, this is how the interaction goes. This is how they might feel or they might sound or, you know, this is how, um, how they actually come alive. Um, I think it's going to be so much harder to convey that um, in, in an exciting way. I mean, that's a challenge for us. It's a challenge for the companies that are showing off the robots. So hopefully we'll still be able to do that. Um, but it's definitely probably going to be a bit trickier. Um, you know, especially there are there are times that I've had interactions with robots that have been really physically demanding. And I'm sure that that is not going to be the case this year. Well, before we get into CS 2021, what are some examples of robots that you've interacted with where the experience was memorable? Um, Oh, so many. Um, I think, you know, there are some, there have been some really fun ones. Um, There was a year where there's, um, I mean, it's been there several years now. There's, there's been a robot that I've played ping pong with. It's a huge kind of uh, robotic arm uh, and it's got amazing AI capabilities and you can actually play on a full-size ping uh, table tennis table you can play ping pong with it um there's a i i played uh cards against humanity with pepper the robot which is a robot that many people uh, might recognize it's a kind of white robot that's been that's made by softbank and it's been around for a few years now but they're always kind of finding new things that they can do with it and in this occasion that was what i was doing i was playing a full-on game of cards against humanity um then last year um there were a couple of my favorite ever experiences there was a robot that created and served me pizza um and there was also one of my favorite experiences ever which was 
uh, uh, meeting a robot Labrador puppy that was so realistic that it, when it went to sleep, it even did gentle snoring. And it was so adorable. I wanted to take it home. <laughs> well, I, I do remember last year, Breadbot was the uh, was one of the big talks of the show, even mm. though really it was just like a giant box that made bread you can yeah. slap on the robot label on anything nowadays exactly let's talk about the show next week though what are some of the robots you're expecting what are some of the big trends um so perhaps unsurprisingly one of the biggest trends that we're going to see this year is robots doing things that uh, humans can't do because for safety reasons you know over the past year um with covid we've seen there's been a greater need for than ever before for for robots or uh, technology to kind of step in and do the things that we can't physically because we might be putting ourselves at risk um so i think um that's going to we're going to see that play out in multiple different scenarios for example there are going to be some robots that are going to be there you know sanitizing things going into places cleaning them up keeping us safe that way there are robots that are going to be perhaps um you know actually you know you know all about this after going to fukushima and um seeing the robots there but you know robots stepping in and being able to you know do jobs that are you know perhaps manual jobs that humans can't do um and you know also robots helping out at home a bit more now that we're in the home got it and so what are some of the other trends you're expecting to see beyond you know safety or i guess coronavirus related bots um well you know i think a really big trend over the past few years it's only continuing um, is seeing some robots that are really going to play a part in our personal lives. Um, you know, over the past year, again, we've seen loneliness be a huge problem for people. We've seen, you know, children um, spending more time at home, being home educated. Um, and some of the robots that we're going to see at the show are going to really address those p- specific needs. Um, there's a robot that's been around a little bit this year already um, over the past year, but it hasn't been to CES yet. Um, it's a robot called Moxie that's um, created by a startup called Embodied. And this is a a companion robot that helps children build emotional, social, and cognitive skills through play-based learning and the delivery of educational content. And it's, you know, it's designed for quite young children, but it's built with the help of educators and child development experts. So, you know, the idea is that this could potentially be something if you're, I mean, if you're homeschooling very little ones, um, you know, their attention is so hard to kind of, it's really hard to get them to concentrate. Um, I'm sure, like, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this. <laughs> um, but it, it's this kind of thing that might be able to kind of lend you a hand in relaying some of those educational lessons to your child that perhaps, you know, you don't just want them sitting in front of a screen all day. Um and uh there's another robot that's you know we've seen over the past few years like i just mentioned the the labrador robot that i um that i saw last year there's a a new uh little robot out of japan uh, and japan has has really cornered the market in making these really adorable kind of cute cuddly companion robots it's a little ai pet robot called mofflin um 
And I think it's going to be, it's like a kind of like a gray guinea pig um, and it looks super cute and it develops its own personality over the, over time and expresses emotion through movement and sound. Um, this is one that I'm particularly sad about not being able to meet in person. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. You know, the, the companion robot aspect in particular, that's one where you really need to be there in person to see how effective they are as companion, right? Really, that you don't get as much seeing this stuff, you know, via press release, via photo, or even video presentation, right? A lot of this, uh, that's, you know, to what you were talking about earlier in the segment, just the what we're missing out on is, uh, especially with something like companion robots, is, uh, is actually hands-on time with these things, right? Yeah. I mean, they're built to be tactile things. They're, you know, you're supposed to stroke them. You're supposed to hug them. Uh, you're supposed to be able to kind of look at them and, uh, you know, get something back from them. They're supposed to, they simulate emotion, a lot of these robots, in order to provoke emotion in you. Um, and, you know, you, you can't really do that virtually. Yeah, well, the, the other aspect you mentioned, the, the sort of home tutorial bots or bots that offer more educational tools, uh, sign me up for that. As I, I've learned <laughs> firsthand how difficult it is to even get uh, my child to, to sit in front of the screen with with a live person on the other side talking for more than thirty minutes, more than really twenty minutes at this point. Um, so any any educational tools would be much appreciated. Uh, lastly, you mentioned a company that you normally wouldn't expect to be at CES, which is John Deere, which makes a bunch of farming equipment. So what's it doing at the show? Yeah, uh, this is a funny one because I have seen it around at CES in the past few years. I mean, you can't really miss it when you're on the show floor because they're these huge, iconic green farming equipment. Uh, you know, they're massive. You can't miss them. You have to often walk all the way around them to get to where you want to go. Um, but this year they have um, CES do this um Ahead of the show, they have this kind of award ceremony um, where they honor uh, different uh, products in, in different categories. And this year, John Deere has uh, t has taken the award for um, for the robot category for its X series combine harvester. Um, so this is um, this is a combine harvester that has uh, cameras that can help see inside the green tank. Um, it has. Uh, uh, autonomous driving capabilities it can it has in-field machine to me machine communication and sensors so it can talk to the other machines around it um and it seems to have really impressed uh, the people who the cta who run ces they've awarded it um their favorite or most impressive innovation of the show in the robotics category um so yeah i think it's uh it's definitely i think it's it's one of those things that shows that there is really no um area any any industry that is left untouched by technology and you know innovation will be rewarded hopefully no matter where it occurs um even if it's in farming <laughs> yeah no, that's a great point the the fact that it's the consumer technology association i mean this is a bit further away from what you would normally think as of a consumer but but obviously a good example of how tech touches all aspects of our lives Katie, thank you for your time. You can check out our preview on the Robots of CES at CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>